This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. I guess I missed this last week when Mike Irwin was talking about this on Ask Mike Pig Trail Nation, but apparently there's a rumor going around about Bud Walton Arena. This clip's a little long. We don't like to play clips more than 30 for 45 seconds, but you're going to want to listen to every second of this clip from Mike. The university was trying to get money to renovate, which was going to cost almost $100 million, and the Walton family told them, well, we'll give you the, the money it takes because it's only going to cost a little bit more than that to build a new arena. I find that hard to believe. Construction costs of a new arena, similar to what they have now, I think it'd be $300 million. So I don't know about this $120 million to build a new one. Suppose it was going to be moved out on the Agri farm closer to I-49 for traffic. To, to make the traffic easier, to get in and out. You're going to t- move that thing two miles from the main part of the campus and just tell students to walk out there that, that don't have access to a car sense. just so uh, fans can drive in there easier? I hate that idea. Uh, here's what I'm told, that the university is actively looking. They tried to get enough separate donations to pay for a renovation. They've been trying to do this for two years. And what they finally concluded is they need a major corporate donor. That's how you do everything these days. If you want a facility, you got you to gotta, you gotta get some big bucks from a corporation. So they basically let it be known, hey, Walton family, if you want to help us, do it. But if you don't, there's a real good chance that if we find another corporate donor, the name Bud Walton is going off of that arena, and it's going to be whatever that corporate yeah. entity is. That's the first of I've heard of that. Well, and I- Mike's pretty sourced here in the state of Arkansas, particularly in northwest Arkansas. Now, it's not solid it's not going to happen we don't know that for 100 percent. but even the idea that just gave me the heebie-jeebies i do not like the idea of an off-campus arena whatsoever i don't care about if it prohibits a little traffic i hate that idea well the idea that they should move more facilities that draw larger crowds out there at like the end of exit 60 past south of the baseball park there's land out there that that I believe the university owns going towards that is a good idea from a traffic standpoint. I don't think this is the direction they're going. Now, corporate partners and who would want to get involved, why does it make the most sense that Walmart would want to have interest in this? Why would Walmart be interested in this, Ty? Why would why? What, what's the number one a reason? Sam's Club across the street? No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you're you should know this. You went to school there for four, five years, whatever. It was four. I got three, seven, one. Why would why do you always have to this? give your stats? Why, because why would people Walmart think I'm care stupid about sometimes? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know the answer. Where are you going with this? Shareholders meeting. Where does it happen every year? Oh, in Bud Walden. So, I mean, do you think it's important to them to have a great facility in Northwest Arkansas? Uh, Where, what's okay. the largest facility indoors to hold a meeting in Northwest Arkansas right now? 
Probably Bud, right? Exactly. I mean, you know anything else that seats more than 20,000? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not indoors. I mean, the football stadium does, but that's outdoors. Okay. That's why Walmart, in my opinion, would have interest in helping further this renovation, move it along, because they have their biggest meeting of the year, if you will. If you consider the shareholders meeting the biggest meeting of the year, and some would, um, you know, that's why it would be important to them. The, the name on it, I don't know how much that means to the Walton family. I can't, I can't answer that question. There is some limitations on what you can do, and they're trying to get more of the premium seating. Um, but, the, you know, without just taking that building apart, which is impossible, yeah. I don't know what else they can really do without majorly reconfiguring that arena. And I think the idea of lowering the capacity down to fifteen or 16,000, I think these last couple of years have moved that out the window. <laughs> Yeah, Hunter's. This is probably the toughest thing he's had to deal with since I, stepping on campus. I'm right? a Mike, though. I don't know how in the world I hadn't looked at construction cost on similar facilities, but I'm a 120 million to build a new one. That doesn't sound right either. That sounds too cheap. Well, I mean, they just spent 160 million to add 4,000 seats in the north end zone. I mean, I I don't I don't know anything. I don't follow. No, any I mean, of that I mean, Mike's I'm, Mike's is at 100 something million. I I don't. I'm with. I think it cost at least a quarter billion dollars to build a new arena. They built the, that one originally for like $30 million. Who bought the drive-in theater up there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that it, I don't know that it sold. I know they closed, but I don't know that the property sold. Maybe I, it has. I think it sold. Okay. I think someone bought it. I don't know who that is. I don't know if that was a Walmart buy, a Tyson buy, a whatever buy. But I don't have, I have no idea. I mean, that would have a, there's your parking right there. It, well, that's 10 miles for, or not 10, that's five, six miles from campus though. Hold up, I'm trying to think. The Agri, it's still out in Garland, right? I'm just doing my, I'm trying to put out my map in my head. So the Agri's right here, and you just take Garland down, and it's, and that's the parking, right? I'm, I guess that's still that's still decently far. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. I guess the Agri's a little closer. Yeah, it's it's a little closer to campus. So I'm just trying to do this math in my head, not math, but was it topography? Yeah, Is that right. I'm trying to do that. Well, in I my think head. if you were going to look for open land to build something. And you wanted to, to relocate athletic facilities. Exit 60 is the way to go. The, the, the road that cuts, you know, if you want to go back to Greenland, kind of the back way off of I-49. Exit, you know, the south, what would that be? The southwest corner, south side of exit 60 and that interchange there. That would, that would be, you know, to me, the obvious place. There's, I don't know how many acres there, but it, it, it appears to be a, you know, over a hundred acre mm -hmm. track that's there. And at one time, I think the foundation owned that. They sold some stuff off. That was some land that somewhere out there that Jerry Jones had bought, donated it. I'm not sure why all those transactions occurred the way they did and when they did. I'm sure it's for tax purposes, but that's the land. If you were going to, if you were going to further the idea of the concept of moving things closer to the interstate for ingress, egress reasons, that's where you go. Does this have any teeth to it? I is no this idea. something they would actually legitimate consider? You would get, I would think, maybe this is just my opinion, but based on me throwing this clip on social media last night, the outcry that I received from Razorback fans that were very against this idea, I think this would be wow. met with some pretty, pretty rough feedback. I mean, I, I, I would take, my thought process was, I'd take a lesser on-campus, older arena than I would a newer, off-campus, nicer arena. Now, that could be completely idiotic. And I know must like the Chase Center. I guess Hunter did, too, when they went out to San Fran. We were out there. It was great. It was unbelievable. But, I mean, there's some... There's, that's where you won the Natty. I know you didn't actually win. You won in Charlotte. But there's some... And not to say there isn't some historical significance inside of Barnhill, but... I just, I hate, if this is actually a legitimate conversation and they're going behind these walls, that Hunter, New Chancellor Robinson, and all the bigwigs are having, I hope that it's not an off-campus conversation. But to your point, they can't just whack away Bud Walton. Like, I don't know what you do if you either you know, renovate or you build a new one, but I, I don't know where else you build it on campus. There's no room. You've been to Gallagher-Iba. What yeah. they do over there when they had when they needed to to increase capacity. Remember what they did? They took the roof off and, and put the seats in really? and they put a new one on. I don't know that you you know you got to remember That's half that cool. half that building is built sub grade, 
at, at Bud Walton. You look at that place. How many steps do you walk down from the from the place where you enter, depending on which side of the building you enter on? Think about how many steps down to the floor it is. It's a, it's a fur piece down there. Most of that building is built below ground. They dug it out, subgrade. So yeah. you don't just go in there and start knocking walls down. You can't do that. It's one reason they had a problem uh, with some groundwater and some. Remember when they had problems with water getting into the floor? Oh yeah, a year or two ago. Yeah, you know it's because you got that <laughs> building built, and that, that's why it holds the sound so well. So yeah, there's some challenges on what you would want to do there. But when you walk up to it, look where the roof's at in comparison to the, where the floor's at, and you'll realize how deep the hole is that they built that you're, building. You're in a management position. What would you do? I mean, when when I, <laughs> I keep know. it, now listen, I don't have the financials in front of me, but they're selling that. They sold that sucker out basically in the summer. Yeah, like that, do you, that doesn't build you a new building, though. Yeah, but wh- what has to change? Like, I get some things in life, you got to evolve. You got to change. But I don't see what the issue is. And I'm a young Premium guy. Premium seating, that's the issue. Tyler. But how much more money are you going to get? That's what. That's why I need to see. A lot. Now, they're not ever going to show... Dumb 27-year-old lawn hair radio host, hey, this is how much more money we can make if we put in this. But, guys, y'all got the best. Like, y'all either got the second or best arena in the country. And y'all are trying to mess that up. I say y'all. There's an idea out there that we're going to mess that up to make a few more bucks to have less traffic. Come on, guys. What are we you know, doing? I don't know. Here, if you ask me what I can do, and I don't know about all the concepts and what st- structurally is possible. But people like premium seating, and, and the people that like these boxes, and you can have food, you can have drinks, and you can host clients, and, you know, they're not there necessarily just to, man, I want to have the best view of the game. Because, really, the the best views of the game aren't in the suites, and that's part of the issue. That's one reason they put the courtside seating in. Maybe you take up some more of the uh, the first few rows for more premium seating that's got the the leather chairs, and you've got the concierge service. You could do some of those things. Mm-hmm. One thing I think you could do without a, you know, in relative terms, a great expense is if you want to add more suites, I think a lot of people that would be willing to buy them, they don't really care so much about location and sight lines. You're going to have video monitors in them anyway. They're there for the cheese dip and the Bud Light in the box, all right, and, and the catered-in food. Yeah. You could, just like they did at Oklahoma State, where are their suites at? They're up at the very tip top. They are in the rafters. I think you could go up top and add some of this premium seating for a lot of people that, you know, the proximity to the floor isn't nearly as important as you might think it is. I like this take from Hunter and Winslow, home at Grandma, excuse me, Grandma's Cafe. I don't know if it's still kicking no, or not. It's not, unfortunately. Bummer. Intermural fields, y'all know where they're at. On, I, I think... If you wipe those By out, the tennis facility. Yeah. As you head south down Razorback Road, it's on your. You want right. to you want to make the Bud Wall where Bud Wall is at parking and build on that. Sorry, college kids, move it out to the agri. That's okay. Don't move the actual facility off campus. Move if you're going to move something. Do the you got plenty of room out there to put the intramural fields out. You can move transport the turf or whatever you got to do, but don't move the, the the basketball. Probably the pride and joy. I mean. Oh, that, that's the sport outside of track and field you've had the most success in on campus, right? I mean, I, I know baseball has something to say about that. Baseball still hasn't won a natty. Your basketball team has. And it's the most recent one that we pay attention to the most as a collective fan base. Fair, fair. So if you're going to do that, Hunter, I like your idea. Move the intramural fields off campus, two miles or whatever, out in the agri. Put the new arena there. If you have to, If you have to build a new arena... Put it there, whatever. And then knock out Bud, parking or whatever. But, I mean, if you're going to knock out, why do we still have Barnhill if that's the case? If we're talking about having to rent well, there's There's been a lot of conversation about raising that building, knock it down. I don't know what Maybe the, knock out Barnhill and then make that park have you and ever walk, keep Bud? Have you ever paid attention when you walk to the southeast corner of Reynolds Razorback Stadium how close Bud Walton is? To the football stadium? You ever ever noticed the proximity of it? Of Bud Walton to the football? No, no, no. You mean Barn- Barnhill? You said Barnhill. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, Barnhill. Yeah, it's like it's I mean, right they there. Al- they almost touch. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not quite that, but I mean, they're feet apart. I don't know what kind of challenges. I mean, there, there's very good contractors and engineering companies, but you've got 
some kind of issues on that hillside because that's all hillside as well. And how you take that out, I mean, that that's not an easy project. I'm not saying it can't be done. Anything can be done with enough money. It's not just, you don't just go in there with a few sticks of dynamite and, and Barnhill's gone. Gonna, and then what? You well, know, I mean, that, that building, if you stop and look at it, the south end of your stadium and that building are, uh, are close cousins there. You know, it's funny. We're, we're talking about this. All These contractors are listening to us and they're going to start asking if they can advertise with this because <laughs> they want to be the ones that get well, the job from the U of A. Since yeah, that's, that's, that's the way to get into their good graces. Listen, oh, well, exactly. uh, there's a lot of athletic department people. With me and Derek, oh, we're talking no about this. question about that. All right, so, so taking notes hopefully, hopefully there isn't an actual legitimate conversation. They're moving this sucker off campus. Well, it, here's the thing to come back to, to you know, and, and Mike doesn't mind dealing in rumor and in, 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 in that kind of conversation from time to time. Yeah. But I think where the teeth's at is Walmart Incorporated, Walmart Inc., it makes sense for them to put some money into this project because they have the shareholders meeting there every year. Yeah. That enhances their big annual meeting with their stockholders, that 20-some-odd thousand people. I mean, that's a, you, you've you been up there that week. It's a crazy week. A lot of money in May. Par- a lot of money in parking, Tommy. So does it make sense to them... You know, they're spending like a billion dollars up there on that new campus in Bentonville. I don't know, I drove by there uh, night before last in Bentonville. It's a lot of money being spent up there. Honestly, $100 million is a drop in the bucket. I don't know if they're willing to actually write that check. I don't know how much keeping Bud Walton's name on there is important to them. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, I don't have an opinion on that. But I can just say they could put $100 million in that building if that's what it took. They'd... They probably wouldn't miss it, but they could justify it. You always got to be able to justify that kind of expense. You justify it because you have your shareholders meeting. So the only question is, is it become Walmart or Sam's Club Arena? Which one? Oh, I don't think that. I don't. I think think you'd stay Bud Walton Arena. They wouldn't call it Sam? I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not in those meetings, but no. They're not going to call it Sam's Club Arena, no. You don't think so? No. No, no. Ah, I mean, we're seeing more and more. I don't know. I mean, you're asking the right of what the question is, you know, is Walmart going to donate the money? The Walton family. Those are, you know, technically two separate things. You know, we think they're one and the same. They're not. So it's interesting. I'm just shocked and amazed how much things cost when when they start building things up there. That North End Zone at 160 million. You know, that's been several years ago now. Just still blows me away. Are we going to talk to Tom or are we going to squeeze him in? <laughs> Do I need to text Whoops. him? Yeah, t- tell Tom we'll let's regroup here. Um, all right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily question. Red River Dodge in Hebrew Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. JW's in London. JW, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Oh, hang on. I tend to look at things in kind of a simple fashion and leave all the details to the experts. To me, doing anything. Trying to get rid of Bud Walton Arena is just stupid. I mean, it just makes no sense. Whatever they need to do to renovate it, uh, like the suggestion, putting boxes up in the top, that's a good idea. But that land down south of the baseball field, that's relatively easy land to build on. And I don't know if the university can justify this, but if they had an event center there, that the Walton family, again, could double down and they could be their property. But by, you know, by that recent Garth Brooks concert, by other concerts they have up there, they can sell it out all the time and then still have their stamp on the university as their family and their corporate brand and, and not mess with what's going on up on the hill up there. I just think that has real possibilities. And again, because that land is relatively flat, a lot cheaper to build on, and parking is, is pretty reasonable down there. I just think that, that has possibilities. But, again, that may be way above my pay grade, but I just think that would be something that may, would be worth exploring. I think your idea is great, JW, but, it, I mean, it's always easier to spend somebody else's money. I mean, <laughs> we're not writing the check. So, you know, I envision if they, if they wanted to do that, you know, if you were just starting over the clean slate, hey, we got a brand new university, we have no football stadium, we have no basketball arena, we have nothing, let's start over. And all and I-49 was already there. You'd build it out there. You'd you'd build it similar to like uh, where Kauffman Stadium and Arrowhead is. 
build your football stadium over here and your basketball arena over here and you know you'd surround it with parking and make it easy but you know again that isn't going to happen they're not moving the football stadium they're not you know and i don't think they're moving the basketball around i think ultimately they'll put some money into renovating bud walton and um we'll carry on i just don't want your best and i love bob walker stadium i love donald w and bob walker's closer than donald w is but i still think the most intimidating home atmospheres that you have on campus is bud walton arena i don't want that to go away to appease money, right? Yeah. You always have to combine the money aspect, the big time donors, the big wicks. And I know, I mean, I have friends that spend a considerable amount of money with the U of A, not my age, but 20, 30 years older than me. And so I've had conversations with them about this, but I also know plenty of you, Joe from Schmo, who gets to go to one game a year, but when you go, you're about as loud as I'll get out. So you have to... Hunter, again, this is the most difficult thing he's faced to this point as the AD is this whole renovate bud, new arena, whatever. You have to find that center point of making it still great where it is a loud and packful and timid and the students are raucous, but at the same time, keep that donor money flowing in. This is not my thing. I, I can't. You don't I, do anything till somebody else is willing to write the, write check. the check. That's what Hunter, but, your and that's what Mike. Job is. That's what Mike was insinuating too. It's waiting on that corporate money, right? Yep. That's something well, that who's uh, the number one corporate player in Northwest Arkansas? I mean, there's several of them, but still Wally World. Yeah, and not and not to denigrate what the Tysons and Hunts have done, but that's still the biggest thing. All right. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online, where the game starts. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Richard, I want to start with the recruiting disparities between Arkansas and the SEC schools. I was telling Tommy yesterday, 49 three-star better players in Louisiana compared to Arkansas's nine. And then you look at Alabama, it's 70-plus. Missouri, it's a good chunk. I mean, you've got all these schools that you're having to compete against within this league that have far superior high school football talent. How does Sam Pittman grapple with that? It, it, it is that's that's why Arkansas is not looked upon as a you know great job. Uh, you know, far as from the outside, when coaches are thinking about looking at Arkansas as a possible place to to, to coach, for I'm talking about about head coach head coaching position, it it, it it's it's an uphill battle. 
basically you're getting two thirds of your class on a on a consistent basis out of state, and that means you, a lot of times you have to go head to head with uh, those uh, in state schools that you're recruiting out of state and uh, beat them, and that's very difficult to do on a consistent basis. You can do it, but uh, it's it's much more difficult. Uh, go ahead. No, I was finish your thought. Well, I was, I was just I was just just saying that uh, that that's what made uh, Frank Burrell so good. He was able to go out and get top talent uh, out of state, and that's what you had to have, you know, as a coaching staff and as a head coach. and And Coach Pittman has shown the ability to do that as an assistant, as as a head coach. But at the same time, in order to be able to do that, you have to start winning on a consistent basis at a pretty high level. And that that only increases your pool of potential uh, kids that are interested in your program. So it, 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 it's a it's a it's a tough uh, tough thing to overcome. But uh, you know it's that's it's, you know obviously that's that's why they're paid the money that they are. Richard, it sure seems like when Coach Pittman was talking about this on the teleconference yesterday that he's kind of changing his philosophy on the transfer portal. A little bit. He's going to use it more than maybe he initially thought when he became head coach. The more I hear from that, and then the more I see these rankings, I'm like, you got to do it. Do you do you get that sense when you've heard him talk specifically about recruiting in the last couple months? Well, one thing that he that he said he he, he, he in the past he would look at guys uh, that he's recruited from the high school level and say, I believe in you. I'm going to be loyal to you. Uh, you know, we we, we 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 think that you can get it done. In, in today's world, you you have to you have to absolutely look at look at it from a the standpoint. This may be my last opportunity to to get get this get this in order, and and so you have to recruit. Like next year could be your last year. I mean, that, that that's just that's just a fact. Uh, the longevity of uh, coaches is, is not what it used to be just because of the fact that fan bases now demand that you win and you win immediately. And, and, and it used to be four or five, you know, maybe six years a coach would get. Now it's uh, two or three. And uh, so, no, I can understand where he's coming from. So let's talk about basketball recruiting, the early signing period. Eric Musselman retweeted a – Tweet from Sidelines, Arkansas. I don't even know who that is, but if, if this is wrong, tell me. But five-star Bayfall is the third highest-ranked Arkansas signee in the star era, according to this tweet. Eric Musselman has now recruited three of the top five recruits, five of the top ten recruits, and six of the top 15 recruits in Arkansas history. Assuming all that's right, Richard, and you correct, correct me if I'm not, just what I'm reading here, is Eric Musselman the best recruiter that's been on campus in the modern era at Arkansas? It'd be hard to argue uh, uh, that, that he's not. Uh, I've never seen anything like it, and I've, I've told people uh, you know, on a consistent basis. I, 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 he, 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 he and the, the staff, they're, they're just like a machine. Uh, I'm, you know, you, you, you just, they're, they're, they're like two, uh, in the vast, uh, the, before he got to campus in the last 10 years, Arkansas signed two five-stars, uh, ESPN five-stars, B.J. Young and Bobby Portis. Since he's been there, obviously, they, they've more than doubled that. So uh, it, it just shows that you can do it. But here's the deal also. He's had success on the court to back-to-back elite eights. That's what happens. When you're successful, that you attract more people, and then also the NBA angle is obvious. That that is a huge deal for kids. They all want to go to the NBA, and he he's, he's shown in a very short time, you know, that uh, the track record uh, translates to getting guys to the league. The first one and done at our, at the University of Arkansas. I mean, in 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 just a short period of time since he's been here, so. The results just speak for themselves. Tell us about Bayfall. He's going to be in Fort Smith playing this weekend at the Big Show. It's a, it's a one-day showcase event at Fort Smith Northside. Um, his team plays Link Prep. I believe it's 8 p.m. is the scheduled start. Tell us about him and why uh, 
you know, maybe for the second half of the football game, you should, you're in the uh, River Valley area, you should maybe go watch that and maybe catch the football game on the phone or something. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, or, you know, you hear, how are you comparing to, you know, maybe a pass racer back? I would compare him to Daniel Gafford, but he's probably a little bit more advanced uh, offensively. He's not there yet. But he's he's a little bit more uh, offensive uh, minded than say uh, Gafford. But defensively, they're very similar in in the way they run and and, and get up and down the court, athleticism, everything that uh, you know, um, not very good boater. He he's got the length, obviously, and 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 he's only been in the state since 2019, and uh, obviously he's gotten good coaching since then. But uh, then, then you take him to Arkansas, and with the Arkansas staffing, which plus uh, the sky's the limit. I mean, he's he's an NBA guy. There's no doubt about it. As far as just his, his physical talent, uh, but uh, he, his development uh, is still, you know, a ways away. As far as you know, his offensive game and just his game theory, because there's going to be a lot of things that Coach Muss and them uh, teaching uh, that uh, maybe he doesn't know now, but. Uh, uh, and plus, he's got just a great attitude. He's very refreshing, or he's just you know very appreciative of his opportunities. And that's what you see with a lot of those kids from Africa when they come over from the uh, uh, from over there to the United States. I mean, uh, we're so blessed over here as a nation, and and the, the, they they embrace uh, just the opportunities. You know, people quickly identified Nick Smith as a as a future lottery pick. That's how they described him. Uh, would you put that same tag on? This player, what, how would people relate that in, in terms of – I'm just trying to give the audience a little better idea of how he would uh, maybe compare uh, to Nick Smith, not as a player, but as, as as how coveted he might be for his talents. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a possibility, definitely, just because of his, his, his uh, athleticism, his ability to, to uh, change the game uh, defensively. And uh, like I said, I think he's a little bit more advanced than uh, Daniel Gafford uh, offensively, and uh, uh, just the physical talent's there. So, uh, how much does he develop as a freshman uh, remains to be seen. That uh, that would dictate whether he's able to, you know, be a one and done himself. We're talking with the Richard Davenport, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. So you've got two current signees <laughs> in this upcoming class, Richard. Who else is Arkansas pursuing in 2023? Well, uh, you got Justin uh, Bennett, who's uh, a defensive lineman who recently uh, visited Arkansas. He's committed to West Virginia, out of out of, out of Georgia. He's going to visit uh, Texas in, in uh, December, and then make a decision. That's that's one guy they've offered a couple of junior college guys, but I haven't really uh, I haven't uh, really heard anything just recently that makes me think that. Uh, that's still a possibility. Just, I'm not saying it's not, but uh, but and then uh, they've they've offered uh, you know uh, a, a 23 quarterback, but uh, he, he didn't include 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 Arkansas in his uh, top list. But uh, that's that's obviously you know a position along with defensive line that they're going to be looking at in the portal for sure. One of the things that Eric Musselman does postseason is evaluate his players. He said, hey, they have the sit-downs. They say, hey, this is what we think you can prove on. This is how many minutes you can maybe expect next year with the guys coming in. Do you see Sam Pittman doing that and taking an, a, a collective look at his roster and sitting down with these guys, kind of setting them up for what they could expect and maybe some more guys move on, hit the portal based on those discussions? Yeah, that happens every year, and, and you'll see it this year after the Missouri game. They'll sit down with kids and uh, be, be really honest with them, and uh, some guys will just move on, and and some guys are probably even obviously even thinking about the moving on now and already decided. Uh, I think that's that's just a given. That's a, just a natural process of uh, today's uh, you know college you know athletic world. You you. Uh, you know, you sit down with guys, and 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 uh, you know maybe even if they're if they're wanting to stay, you may even suggest that you probably need to look elsewhere if you want to if you want to uh, uh, have an opportunity to play. And uh, and then obviously you 
you fill those spots with uh, you know the portal, and I think it's it's with the twenty five limit not being twenty five limit anymore, <laughs> we can go above that with uh, you know guys uh, the amount of guys leaving. Uh, and I think that's uh, probably going to be uh, more so of a situation where uh, you're going to see more guys uh, coming in from uh, the portal, which uh, you know obviously Coach Pittman has kind of talked about. Football game Saturday night at 6.30. Uh, night game, everybody says you get more visits, people on campus for a night game. Are we seeing that this week for the Arkansas Ole Miss game? Who do you expect to be there for official visits or even unofficial visits this weekend for a 6.30 start? Yeah, around 60, which is very, very impressive for the LSU game. That's 11 a.m. kickoff. You had about around, around 60. I'd probably say about 55 or so. Uh, I expect uh, 60 or more uh, or around that uh, for the uh, for the Ole Miss game, just because of the obviously the kickoff and uh, two very notable kids that are going to be coming again. This is very, 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 very noteworthy. Michael Hawkins, four-star uh, quarterback from uh, Allen, Texas, along with his teammate, 25, tied in uh, Devon Mitchell. Both of them visited last weekend. They're going to visit again this weekend. That I confirmed that with Devon uh, last night, and uh, that's I mean Devon is the number one tight end in the country in, in his class, and then uh, Michael is a major target at the quarterback position. Both of those guys that will be their fourth visit to Arkansas since the summer. That is, uh, I think, it's a very promising sign. Richard, we'll leave it there. We appreciate you updating us on who's going to be in-house this weekend as well as the other things. We'll talk again on Thursday. Hopefully, it's have some good news. All right, guys. Take care. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Clay, you were telling us during the break, I just assumed that you'd stay stay put at home with the weather, but you actually, you're kind of debating if you want to come or not this weekend. Yeah, I'd like to come. I'd like to see it because I think it's going to be a terrific game. And, uh, I, you know, the last one I went to, the press box was open and it was a little too cold for me and I left early. The This time I feel like they'll probably have the press box shut. It'll be warm enough in there. That, that's my thought. Your they had the press box shut for the LSU court. game, Your right? Comfort's the first thing we need to take into account. So, but it, oh, it's his, cold enough. They had shut last weekend. His I saw. last name is on the press box. Well, if he true. wants to shut the windows, I thought they asked you before. By golly, Clay can shut the windows. But, well, uh, I also have a pass that I can go at any suite in the in the building, so I I can go find me a warm place. I think <laughs> that's that's not a. Bad and my thing. truck is is exceptionally warm. You know, I've got those heated seats. I've got the heated steering wheel. You know, I've got all that kind of good stuff. I've got gloves and face coverings. I'll be fine. You loaded up with Alan, didn't you? Well, that's good. So, hey, so what's it going to take to heat up this offense? What's it? Is it just KJ being back? What's going to heat up this offense? Well, KJ being back would help. You know, I think. Uh, you know, it's it's like anything else with regards to football. It's the ultimate team game. It's not one thing. It's everything working together. And that's what I've seen that's been lacking is that one guy does his job, but then the next guy doesn't. Then that guy does his job for a little while, and then a third guy has has a breakdown. They've got to be a well-oiled machine, and that the all parts have to be clicking. And that goes with Kendall Browse has to – he has to have a feel for what his guys can do, and that's the ultimate. When his when the coach understands what his guys can do, then you've got a good chance. Yeah, and I, I think just you know watching this run game and and kind of where it's been. I mean, I, what I've been amazed. Got to get that back. That, that O line, yeah. you know, and I know what Wagner was at, but but even was pointed out and talked about a lot. The running backs not breaking tackles. It just getting KJ back is not going to fix all the things that's ailed the team in the, in the last week or two. 
Yeah, penetration at the mesh point, that's been the killer. I mean, it's like uh, how many times have they had second and 11, you know, third and 12? You can't, you can't expect your quarterback to erase that all the time. Occasionally, yes. Um, but I think the offensive line has got to play better than in, I throw the tight ends in, into that area and the protections have to be, be solid so that they can get their deep passing game going. And that's what's been missing the second half of the season. They had that early and for several games that, you know, the deep passing and it's been short passing. And I don't know whether it's protection had been good enough or KJ's arm has been you know, under the weather a little bit, he can't throw deep. So that's got to change because if it doesn't, it change, it affects the, the the way people are playing Rocket Sanders. You can load up. Well, two weeks ago, KJ wasn't a threat to throw. Last week, Malik wasn't a threat to throw. That's something Coach talked about in the postgame press conference. And, again, I don't know how healthy KJ is heading this game. He's going to play, but I don't know what percentage he's at. But you have to show – Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin that he has that deep ball because if he doesn't have it, if it's not there, if that zip isn't on the ball, all they're going to do is just load up in the box and you're going to be in that same situation that you found yourself the last two weeks. You're pretty good because I think that's what I just said. I, I congratulate you. I mean, I, I, I like it when I say something and, and it soaks in and you get it. You know, it's it's one of those things where you've listened to your clay for you for so long. Some of those things just like they leach into the brain. I mean, I've done radio with you. Since I'm glad there's some things year. leaching into your brain. It's I mean, some, something needs to leach in there, man. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while something does, and I I tell Gene in. I said, you know, Ty had a good moment. I mean, he had a good solid, you know, thirty seconds. You know, she said thirty. <laughs> And I said, yeah, that's a major breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Usually they only last about four or five seconds. Yeah, I've heard that from other women before. Mm-hmm. But, Clay, back to the other side of the football, <laughs> defense-wise. From other women. Other women, too, man, unfortunately. <laughs> Defensively, Arkansas has had their best two, and really their best game last week, their best half maybe the week before when you shut out Liberty. Yeah. Jane Daniels and company, had they didn't know what to do in this past game. There's some similarities between Dart yep. and Daniels in this offense. How do you keep up that success in the well, addition of Slusher coming back? Yeah, I have a theory on what, what's happened of late. First of all, you know, I can, I've done this. I can go through the list of the guys that they lost from last year, and there's about seven or eight of them, and all of them contributed in a big way. You know, they all made tackles. They were all uh, more than adequate at their position. You know, all across the defensive line, two linebackers, Nichols, safety, corner, you know, Monteric Brown, Joe Fouché, uh, Greg Brooks, um, Markel Utsi, uh, you just keep on going on, John Ridgeway, Trey Williams, uh, Grant Morgan, and, but, uh, Hudson Henry. You could even add Catalan to the list, even though, yeah, well, I, you know, that, those are, yeah, that was, just the guys that, that weren't available yeah. at the start of the year. And then Catalan got hurt, and then Slusher had his problem. Kerry Johnson's hurt. Jaden Johnson's hurt. Trent Gordon's hurt. Uh, Malik Chavis is hurt. You know, it, 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 it's not, you know, it's not just, uh, one or two players. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 12 that you don't have. Well, it looked to me like they had a learning deal you know that they're they're trying to figure out okay how are we going to play where where are we going to play some of these guys including hudson uh clark you know you see a better corner a better safety i think he's a better safety we do we agree on that now that that's that's best place for him mm-hmm. uh simeon blair you know he plays better almost if you put him in the nickel and put him tight instead of uh in the in the back um but what i saw from the last two weeks is that it all came together, and I, I don't think it's okay. They're blitzing more. They're playing more of this. They're more three men. It's just they did whatever was asked better, and by that I mean they tackled. And when you tackle well, it all looks so much better. And I thought that that's what what it was. They were effective in their tackling. They didn't turn people loose for for long plays. The chunk plays slowed down. They got punts. You know, when you get make another team punt, that's a major deal. Don't mm-hmm. don't minimize the importance of 
the celebration on the sideline when you get a three and out, it is unbelievably important. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you're punting too much yeah. in those, you know, those first halves. You weren't scoring points. Yeah. So they've got the defense untracked, and I think it's the fundamentals that they worked on during the off week seem to really help this defense. Well, and I want to talk about punting in a second. But I want to talk about this, and that's that's first. And we talk about first and second down offense a lot. First and second down defense is going to be important, I believe, this week because you look at third down yeah. conversion percentage for Ole Miss. They're second in the league, ninth in the country. Over half the time they get their third downs. Arkansas's defense, we know statistically, has not been good on third downs this year. So we talk about first down offense, and that's what they're talking about over in Mississippi against this defense. But Clay, it's going to be key on those third downs. They got seven, eight, nine yards to go. So, I mean, you kind of flip the script a little bit in that conversation this week. Yeah, first and second down, Are they? is it short yardage? If it's short yardage, Junkins is pretty good. He's big, strong, physical back. He can convert those third and twos and fourth and ones because that's what you're going to get, right? They got fourth mm-hmm. and one. You better you better stay out there because they're coming right at you. It doesn't matter where they are on the field. They're going to try to convert when they look at that defense uh, that 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 has given up some you know some third and fourth downs this year. Um, you know, I I think they they have improved. It linebacker to the point that they, you know, whether you're talking about Richardson, Sanders, or Poole, that those three guys uh, look like they played better every week. And, you know, Latavius Brandy looks like he plays better every week. Uh, so those are the playmakers uh, on those third down plays. And so I have some faith that they'll, they're going to stop more than 50%. You can't just make it 50%. You'll lose the game. Bernie had that huge interception to kind of open up the game against LSU last week. And I know he's had sure his he did. ups and downs. Coach talked about he was in a rough spot. Maybe Latavius actually said it personally. that He was just in a rough spot coming over from Georgia. But these guys, I would think with the weather, this would favor both defenses once again on, on Saturday night. And that Arkansas could maybe continue on that trajectory that they've been based on a lot of things you just said. Trajectory is a good word. It's it's been the right direction. It was pointed down for for a while, and I'm speaking mainly on defense because I think the trajectory of the offense for the Auburn game and the BYU game was pretty darn good. So yeah. they got to get back to that level of of play. And I just wonder. You know, if LSU, they're, they play better on the road than they do at home. I don't think they do is my point. I think that that's, a, that's an advantage for Arkansas and why that betting line is only, what, two and a half? Yeah, two and a half as of this morning on the Bet Saracen app. So if you want to bet on that, Arkansas did cover. I know they didn't win last week, but Tommy, they did cover yeah, against old, the Tigers last week. The half point prevailed again, didn't it? Yeah. So, it yeah. didn't prevail last night if you got Arkansas yeah. at 15 and a half, but it did prevail last weekend against the Tigers. So I want to talk about basketball in a minute. I want to ask you about one other thing, uh, Clay, but we're talking about basketball and making the trip up the hill, and a lot of people look for a place to stay when they go to Northwest Arkansas. We always stay at the Inn at the Mill. It's unique. It's a different kind of hotel than you're going to stay anywhere else. It's got, you know, kind of a historical presence when you're on the property. You see the old mill, and it, you know, it dates back over a century. It's easily, uh, it's, it's easy access to everything in Northwest Arkansas, whether you're going to the Amp for a concert or up to Crystal Bridges or you're headed down south towards the stadium for a football game or a basketball game. It's centrally located at everything uh, is within minutes for you at the end of the mill. Exit 69 there in Johnson, right off of I-49. I mean, it's immediately off the exit there. And they, they provide the personal touch. They got quality rooms. They're oversized rooms, so... You need that room to spread out if you're on a business trip and you know get some work done. They can they can uh, provide you with a room like that as well. They have a European style breakfast and some snacks in the evening. It's a it's a really great place. Four four three eighteen hundred. It's four four three eighteen hundred for a reservation. Or look it up online at inatthemill.com. Clay, what's you going? won't won't be disappointed. No, it's it's a very nice place to stay. We love staying there. What's going on with the punting game right now? They you know you you, you had. You brought they're, Bauer they're, back in, and now they seem to kind of be going back and forth. What What's going they're, on? They're, I tell you what's going on. They're having to punt too much. Okay. So when they do punt too much, why aren't they more effective? 
Why are they more effective? Well, I think competition sharpens iron, and I think that they've all they they have two really p- talented punters, and I think both Fletcher and, and Bauer are, are ultra. You know, if you watch them in practice, you have a hard time picking between them because they're both fantastic. But I think just going in games and being a little more consistent is, is what's happening. It's all up. They're ineffective because they're having to punt too much. That was a joke. Yeah. Okay. I, I picked I, up. I did not pick up this. Maybe yeah. I'm. I haven't had my coffee yeah. this morning. But um, I did not pick that. Well, they, yeah, they have had to punt joke. quite a bit. But I mean, they went from Fletcher to Bauer, and Bauer seemed to have it grooved for a little bit, and then they bring Fletcher back. Yeah, their last their week. net game is pretty pitiful. It's, it's not good. I mean, I mean, you just look at the. I mean, statistically, I mean. Net punting's last in the conference, 110th nationally at 36 yards. The coach said something about the defensive line yesterday that I think we can blend in. He was just like, at a certain point, you just stop worrying about the gaps and you just go get the quarterback. And yep. That's what they've done the last two weeks, particularly against LSU. At and they've certain, gotten them. At a certain point, Reed, Max, just punt the stinking football. Don't angle it. Don't. And I know they have to hit in the zone where the coverage is going and stuff, but you, you just got to kick the ball. Like, kick it as hard as you can. Hopefully in that spot you're going. Yep. And they try and, I don't know, Clay, I don't know if you said it or Chuck said it, but it's like they're put, trying to put in like a five-yard box at yeah. a certain point down the field. You just got to punt the ball. Yeah, I think the what you worry about this game, it is much more difficult to punt the ball on a cold day. I mean, you just can't keep limber and those guys. And so the best the best option is to don't, don't send them out there. I guess that's, you know, yeah. that's – that's why I was saying you're punting them too much. Mm-hmm. In in that, if you're having to punt a lot, your your team's not very good anyway. Have you well, ever, that's always right. I mean that that, yeah. that statement's always correct in football. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if y'all have ever tried to kick a ball in below freezing temperatures. It's not fun. I've tried. I tried not to. I, I'm smarter than that, Ty. It's like I mean, kicking that's not, a rock. That's not something I'm going to do. The only thing that hurts worse is blocking one with your belly in cold weather. Oh, they're taking like that. A, that a has a. That's a mental uh, thing. When you do it, it might hurt, but it is a sweet hurt mm-hmm. because you know that you just did something that impacted the game in a big way. Well, let's talk about the mental because I, I started the show out talking about that this morning. We spent some time on, on the mental aspect in the weather. And, you know, while the fans can layer up and we can get hot hands and we can put some fireball in our boot or whatever – the players and the coaches can layer up. And the players can get over there on the sideline and get near heaters or whatever. Clay, I think the cold, while it is cold, he's got to mentally figure out how you, you 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 run through that brick wall for the players. And I think that's who probably wins the game is the team that accepts and embraces the cold weather and, and, and gets through it because we've seen teams lose because they couldn't get over that hurdle. Yeah, I, I check in pregame and see which team has on the most gear. And that's the team that's going to lose. If they've got three layers on, then they, they their mind's already whipped. It's it's. You look out there and you see those those linemen, and mm-hmm. they don't even have an undershirt on. They 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 wear their pads directly onto their bare chest, and then they put the jersey on, and that's all they got on. Well, those guys are going to win. I mean, that's. Uh, I've learned that from watching games in the NFL, the Packers games. You know, when they they look at their players and it's like the Chris Collinsworth well that team's not mentally here they've got too many clothes on so just watch for that Saturday night what was that story you were telling about Brett good one time as y'all were mm-hmm. playing golf it's like 30 or 40 degrees oh, that's like you're bundled up I'm Brett's right. in a polo shirt and khaki shorts he's I mean, like this is nothing compared to Green Bay well, you acclimate to it I mean and uh you know, I don't know how much time, Clay, that Arkansas spent practicing outside and later in the afternoon and trying to acclimate to uh, something similar to Saturday night, but I think the team that acclimates more and, and gets through that mental hurdle on Wednesday or Thursday, and, and by now is probably the team that has the edge. And the fans got to come the same way. They they don't have – they can layer up, but they've got to be rowdy. They can't be just sitting there looking like they're shivering. They, they, they got to do whatever it takes – to be a factor in the game because they were a factor last week. I thought they were a huge factor, and that was as proud as I've been of a Razorback crowd. You know, to hang with a team that was behind for you know most of the game, and they just kept they just kept it up. 
What I think a lot of people were like five minutes before kickoff were telling me is like, oh, this crowd's going to be horrible. And they just kept piling in and piling in and piling in. They were loud. Or excuse me, LSU had a good chunk of penalties. And I mean, he came through. I wasn't there, but he came through the TV. And anytime I like, you can hear it through the television or hear it through the radio, you know it's having an impact. And to your point, Clay, it definitely did last week. Last game of the season, senior night. A lot of these guys, the last time you'll ever see them in Donald W., Maybe that'll be enough to push it over the edge. And it's a night game. For some people, that's a good thing. For others, it's not. We'll see. I hope they have 70,000 there. I just, you know, it's going to be easy for a lot of people at, uh, to stay home and yell at the TV and, and hopefully through the TV. But uh, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong about I'm going to look like Humpty Dumpty covered in clothes. I'll, I'll be layered up, Tommy. I'll be You're right. going? I'm going, going, Clay. I'm not sitting in the, the press box because it's too warm. i got to be out in the, the temperatures yeah. in yeah. the the conditions at joshua's fine jewelry we specialize in getting you exactly what you want custom jewelry professional repairs we can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine we can mark any shape or design you need company logos fingerprints religious symbols even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever we can also engrave on other materials glass wood plastic just ask you can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Your thoughts on potentially a new off-campus basketball arena being built? Well, um, I think there's some renovations in store for Bud Walton coming, uh, if if I'm hearing that right. So that would have to be a longer-term project, right? And uh, I'm sure it's it's a great debate. Um, And then the locale and all that would have to come into play. But I don't know. I think that's way down the road, guys. We'll have to wait and see how long that is. I know Hunter Yurchek, what was it, last year? He said a f- four there, or five years. There's been a master plan to to update more Bud Walton since Jeff Long was here. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, Je- nothing, that's not a new conversation. Long wanted to knock out the brick, make it glass to help widen the concourse. Like It wasn't a bad thought. I mean, maybe the engineers and the it's always the easy other, to spend someone else's yeah, money. Yeah, that's the so. thing. But that was something we were talking about earlier. We were just talking about football teams. Slusher back for this game on Saturday, as is K.J. Jefferson. Tom, how much more inspired do you think the offensive will play now that their leader's back? Uh, that's a big deal, and I think they're going to play. Think about the last two games. They just haven't gotten a push. Liberty's twist got to them, and just their schemes and the way they attack the mesh point. Uh, between KJ Rocket and the other backs, and then um, LSU really crowded the line on Malik Hornsby and Kate Fortin, and made them, you know, made them have to pass it, and, and they punished them one time with the forty-yard touchdown Fortin to Matt Landers, but otherwise it was it was a tough go, uh, particularly when they could not contain Harold Perkins. So I do think that um, Ole Miss is going to send guys at KJ, make him have to make decisions, and the O-line is going to have to respond. They're going to have to get, you know, it's interesting. I heard Sam Pittman talking on his radio show last night that he thinks Rocket Sanders lately has been seeing guys ahead and trying to juke him, juke them before the contact, and he'd rather 
Rocket just run and try to shed the guys. Um, and you know, so we'll we'll see how the running game uh, works. But I think they feel like they'll have to lean on that some in this game. Uh, maybe try to control the clock a little, and we'll see what the weather conditions look like and who's who's really eager to be out there. I think that's going to be a big, big part of Saturday. Tom, Arkansas's defenses went to a next level in about the last game and a half since the second half of Liberty. You look at Ole Miss and their last few ball games at LSU, they lose and score 20, uh, 31 in a win at A&M, and then 24 in a loss to Bama. Uh, do you expect Arkansas's defense to continue to play at that level, and, and what will they do to keep Arkansas in this game and give them a chance to win in the fourth quarter? Well, I do expect them to play better than we've seen much of the year. Now, there are reasons why there's one touchdown allowed in the last six quarters. You know, Liberty didn't put its foot on the gas in the second half. They certainly clearly wanted to try to play with that lead and hang on, and they kind of got lucky, and they did hang on. Um, LSU, the cold had something to do with it. And honestly, you know, the way they attacked Jaden Daniels, they went after him, and it wasn't just to fill the lanes and to, like, contain him and try to – you know, keep him within the pocket. It was to go after him, and they did a good job of that. So I expect them to come after Jackson Dart in much the same way. And a big part of this game, Lane Kiffin hinted at this on Monday, that their offense is not quite the same when they don't have the one-two of uh, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans. And Evans had a concussion last week. Apparently he was not clean out, and it's hard to come back from that. And so if they only have Judkins, um, you know, that plays to Arkansas's favor, in my view. And so I think the, the, the intent will be to try to limit Judkins's, um, you know, uh, not let him go off. And, and when it was all said and done, Josh Williams for LSU had a, had a good run game last week. And so they gotta, they've got to limit Judkins um, and also be prepared to play four downs. So uh, a lot of game planning. Um, and, you know, again, uh, in cold weather, man, holding on to the ball, the pass game and all that can get a little bit more tricky. And so we'll see how that plays out. Tom, you mentioned that, and I think we're going to see a similar type of game, maybe not 13 to 10, but what similarities do you see within Ole Miss and LSU in terms of what they're bringing in Saturday night? Well, um, read stuff in the backfield, um, and the success – Ole Miss had running the ball last year with Connor and the other guy. They had two guys. I can't remember the other dude's name. But two guys run for 100. And then Matt Corral, I want to say, had 90-something. I mean, they – and then when they needed to, they went over the top a couple of times. So, uh, Lane Kiffin has a good formula, he thinks, against Arkansas. And surely Arkansas has tried to make some corrections and changes to to limit how the, the, the read game – works against them so i do think there are similarities in in the attacks um i think the wide receiving cores are both pretty comparable um getting mingo contained is a big deal in this game and you know young young quincy mcadoo uh you can say his coverage um you know they they completed some balls on him last week but he's he's broken up a pass in the end zone. He just took the ball away from one of the Liberty receivers, Noah Frith, and he's helped them. And it's it's unleashed a little bit more creativity in the way they blitz. And so if he can just maintain and McLaughlin have a good game, then I, I think that plays into to Arkansas' strength. All right, real quick, shootout or low-scoring game? What, what do you think uh, the direction is Saturday night? I'm going to say mid-level shootout, like both teams in the 20s or one team trickles into the 30s or both teams in the 30s. So it's a mid-range between the 13-10 and the 52-51. to 51. That's my guess. Three layers or four on Saturday night? I mean, how many you need to wear to the game? <laughs> um, I came in three last week, had to yeah. shed during the game because the press box was warm. <laughs> but if you're outside, I mean, you got to go four, right? All right, we'll bundle up. We'll see you Saturday night at the game. Sounds good, guys. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center.
Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP SmartSide products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. SmartSide trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP SmartSide products. Plus, visit Menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at it's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.